Okay, so he said he went and to get a coffee, but you know, I don't know if he's coming back. Grace us with his presence this week. Well, I don't know. Let's just get cracking anyway, yeah. shall we? You're listening to the Host Unknown podcast. Hello, hello, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good whatever you are in. Uh, welcome to the Host Unknown podcast. We are literally waiting for the cynic to return. Again? He said he was going to, yeah, he said he was going to get a coffee. <laughs> Part-time like, you know, Host t- Unknown member. Friend oh, no, of the show, right, Javad Malik. Friend of the show. Well, he's fast becoming not a friend. <laughs> Acquaintance of the show. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> ad, less than adequate friend of the show. <laughs> but, you know, he said, um, you know, don't start without him. So we, well, that was just a challenge yeah. as far as I was concerned. It's been about an hour ago, was it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, we're, we're completely synced up now on what we're going to talk about. <laughs> And what we're going to say. So, you know, we might have to kick, you know, give, kill some time until he gets back on. But, you know, we, we'll see. So, we'll see. So how, how are you, Mr. Agnes? Let's see, what's your week been like? Uh, it's been, do you know what? I say it's busy every week and this week has been no exception. It, uh, yeah. I don't know why. Well, I think I do. It's because of this, um, I guess with everyone working from home, people seem to be a lot more contactable uh, than they previously yes. were. Yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah, it, uh, is that you moving around, or is this? Um... Uh, no, I th- I think that might be the cynic returning. Oh, so, Hello. so he, not not only yeah, did he, he has. <laughs> not you only did recorded... he uh, piss off He's before I got here, he didn't even yeah. mute his microphone before he left. No, he didn't. That's, he did, uh... You could hear him clumping off. You know, <laughs> but we decided farting to start as anyway, he walked Jack. out the room, scratching his balls yeah. as he comes back. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sipping his coffee. What, have I got my camera wait. on as well? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? We couldn't wait for you, Jav. We started anyway. Oh, thanks a lot. You know what? It's, uh, I, I give up. I give up. Jeez. <laughs> Let me close my door properly. <laughs> it is. <laughs> clomp, clomp, clomp. <laughs> oh, my day. Is your phone on mute at least? Did, did you no, turn it's it down? No, it's not. on silent. It's, no, and so you, know you expect what? any deliveries in the next twenty minutes? Sorry, let's just let's figure out what we're in for here. <laughs> People of the interwebs, I am back. I'm so sorry that I wasn't here last week, and you had to put up with these two buffoons. <laughs> Do you know what? What a great last show last week was. Great. was. What a fantastic! I think it was our highest listened to show. Yeah. Were you were you were you looking at the same show that I I, I was? Because that was uh, just terrible. Yeah, you. You've been all in all the others, and they're they're not as high as this one. Uh, although that's probably got something to do with friends of the show, uh, Carol and Graham, who managed to sneak their way in. So, uh, um, so less about us, but you know, absence of jab and inclusion of of two internet celebrities, two, two professionals, okay, <laughs> two professionals, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Graham and Carol. Yes, you know. absolutely. And do you know what's funny? I'm thinking we're probably recording the same time as they are now, right now. It's uh... Uh, no, they they record uh, Wednesdays. Oh, do they? Do they just not publish yeah. it till Thursday? Oh, or, is, or is it Tuesday? Oh no, they record Tuesdays, and the Patreon thing goes out Wednesday night because obviously, being more professional, they spend a bit more time on the final cut. Um, and so the, yeah, the Patreon goes out Wednesday night, and then the um, the uh, the hoi polloi get it on Thursday. Gotcha. Okay. So, but they 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 don't do um, any of this sort of thing live. <laughs> you know, or that, or see, they they add all that in post, so it takes them a long time. Gotcha. Whereas we just we just go with it. Chuck it out there. So let's just upload Indeed. what we got. <laughs> Absolutely, I got another one here. What's this one? Hey. That would be really professional, wouldn't it? Yeah, I've not heard hey, this before. So, okay. so, so I'm assuming you've got your setup all all done and proper, so you can hear the sounds this week, Tom. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm in my new setup. I've got a dedicated sort of media and recording desk and computer. So, um, I've got a little bit of sort of felt back in around it to absorb the sound. I'm going to get some more tomorrow at lovely IKEA to to pad it out because the the office I have now is a about well about a third of the size of what it was before so a little bit more echoey so i need to you know put a bit more effort into that but after 
many late nights and lots of time uh, routing and pulling cables. I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. So yeah, we're good. We are good. And just to be clear for the uh, the Australian listeners, that uh, is a different type of routing. To, uh, <laughs> what they <were> <laughs> yeah. Let's not pretend you're getting any. <laughs> no, I can guarantee. I can guarantee it's only routing that I've got. <laughs> Which to me, routing is when you cut a channel out of wood. You know, it's like that's something entirely different. That's a, that's a woodworking term as far as I'm concerned. I just so thought it's I, the way the uh, Americans pronounce router. Well, it is, but in the UK, routing is when you cut channels into wood, so you have a special routing tool. Uh, sounds very so, much like grouting to me. <laughs> yeah. Grouting. We, we, we've established that two out of three of, of the hosts on this show know absolutely nothing about DIY. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, Jeff, you've been uh, in, engaged in some DIY projects against advice. Uh, you know, even as me, someone who knows nothing about DIY, yeah. who looked at it and said, against, "This is a very bad idea." <laughs> you had Tom against my advice, yeah, and then Andrew's professional advice. advice. You know, giving you all the details about what you need to do, and you're still like, "Yeah, whatever." Yeah. Well, well, no, it's <laughs> it's only a bit of concrete. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> exactly, and and that's <laughs> that's the stance I'm taking. And you know, like every parent growing up, and every child growing up, they can remember their parents saying, "I can do it better myself." Whether it's their mum making them a McDonald's burger at home, <laughs> or whether it's their dad trying to take the chimneys out, they can do it better. And and I, I'm embracing that role. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, so there's a, the drive that goes out into the back into the service road, my ad. It's not the front of the house. It's not somewhere where the, the masses of public are going to look. The and, service and... road where the staff have to enter, right? <laughs> where the yes. hired help come into <laughs> the building. using that with my place. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. And, we were, uh, and, and how so can the... we all be so different? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, do tell. Go, go, do, do. So no, I, I, it, it's just overgrown with weeds, and I took a picture of it and sent it to these two fine gents for some reason. I said, "Hey, um, if if I wanted to, you know, pave it or concrete it, you know, surely I just need to cut the weeds, dig it up, put a bit of sand, pour a bit of concrete on top. They're, they're ready mixed bag. Put some water in it, shake it about, and pour it over, and job done." And both of them were like, no, you're going to mess it up. You're going to ruin it. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. So anyway, last weekend, I spent a couple of hours clearing it out and, and digging it up. And I've still got a bit more digging to do. And then I'm going to get the the concrete. I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to pour it. And I'm going to show it to these two that look with a bit of grit, determination and effort and many YouTube videos, you can do whatever you set your mind to. Very true. I think, you know, you're already in a slightly more advantageous position than you were before, because when you asked us, you were talking about putting cement in there um, rather than concrete. So you're already one step ahead, which is great. Because um, Also, I do, however, I do think you underestimate quite how much concrete you will need. Um, you will probably need about five times the amount you think you will. Well, what if I use cement first and then pour a little bit of concrete over the top? No, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the Host Unknown DIY show. I hope you're enjoying uh, these top tips for your home improvement. Um, moving on, I think, um, well, what else have we got going on? Um, I've moved house. My broadband is back, so that's good. I've uh, got some lovely old speed going on there. Uh, Andy, what about you? Andy, how's your diabetes? <laughs> it's good you know what i found uh and so today is a different day for recording for us isn't it it's, it's an evening recording yes. session we're doing today which we don't often do um so one we have jab awake for the show which uh may, <laughs> may yield your positive well, results you say that but he was up at 5 a.m this morning he was up at 5 a.m actually it's 4 30 um, but yeah 4 30 yeah, we're, we're splitting hairs um <laughs> and so I guess at the moment my teeth are feeling a bit furry. Uh, so it's the end of the day. I found uh, I know we joke about it a lot in terms of uh, I do have a bit of a sweet tooth. Um but I did find a kilo of haribo um in my cupboard 
which my sister brought me a couple of months ago. Uh, I forgot about it, back of the cupboard. Um, and I've been on phone calls all day, so I've literally just been munching in the background. And, How much is left? Uh, visually looking at it, about half a kilo. Oh wow! <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I've done uh, yeah a couple of hundred grams of uh, Haribo. It's, Do you know what? If you should, um, I don't know how much you weigh in kilos, Andy. Maybe you know ninety, hundred kilos. Maybe, maybe like twenty, that. thirty kilos. I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah. You should eat. Let's, let's assume you're hundred kilos. You should eat ten kilos of Haribo, and then you can comp- you can state <laughs> that you are ten percent Haribo. <laughs> that would that would. Uh, Perfectly sum up everybody's opinion. So why do you not believe that uh, I'm 30 kilos? <laughs> because, because, because I'm 78. <laughs> kilos, by the way. <laughs> I thought you were your age. You actually clarified that. <laughs> I'm, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I know you are slightly shorter than Leandro, but I'm pretty sure... At the very least, you're going to be at least 80 kilos. I, I think I was told that I'm the wrong height for my weight. So, uh, yeah, yeah exactly. I've got some growing to do. I know that yeah, feeling. But if, you're, if you're any taller, your feet wouldn't reach the ground. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. What have we got coming up today? Uh, we've got our usual features. We've got, um, we've got our tweet of the week. We've got uh, Billy Big Balls. We've got a rant of the week. We have even have a doozy of a little people. Now, I know, Jav, you have not provided the goods for a long time now. So Andy and I have taken it upon ourselves. We have sourced a brilliant little people. It's a good one. It's a good it one. It's a good one. Okay. Good well, one. well, I look forward to it, you know. See, that's why I, I should take more weeks off. It gives you to the initiative, to the, 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 the motivation to go out and do something for yourselves. I can't, I can't. You know, father you for you, forever. Are you reading this from a script? It's just the way you're, you know, stumbling over those words. Anyway, let's let's move straight on, shall we, to this week's tweet of the week. Who's doing this one? I am, Yay. because I'm back, and you know, to bring some quality <laughs> security news to yeah, we, this. We don't usually let guests speak this much, but go on, Jeff. <laughs> We don't normally let them come in from right from the beginning. Being kicked out of my own house, what you're going to claim? It's like you two are claiming squatters' rights on a podcast. This is just (laughs) unbelievable. Anyway, we've already played the jingle, haven't we? Tweet of the week. Where are we? Yeah, hang on. Play it again. Tweet of the week. Multiple accounts, along with those of former President Barack Obama, former presidential candidate Kanye West. Kim Kardashian, Kardashian, Kim Kardashian, (laughs) Kim Kardashian, West, Warren Buffett, Jeff Bezos, Mike Bloomberg. What's uh, similar about them all? They all posted tweets yesterday um, soliciting donations via Bitcoin. So this made mainstream news, didn't it? This this did make mainstream news. Um, So... (laughs) I, I, I sent um, Elon Musk, like, you know, two Bitcoins. He, he, and apparently I'm just waiting. He's going to send me four back. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but no, this was a big story. Um, apparently, somehow, some miscreants got into the back-end systems of Twitter. They got access to the God mode, for, for lack of a better term. Uh, they they uh, started tweeting out from these high-profile accounts and saying, we, you know, similar messages. They were like, I'm feeling generous. Send Bitcoins. I'll double it or I'll match it and give it to a charity and what have you. And w- within an hour, I think those wallets, they'd they'd amassed over $100,000. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Dead serious. Wow. Dead serious. Okay. So, I mean, these, these have come from, um, you know, quite high, pro- high profile accounts as well. You know, this yeah. isn't just uh, yeah general flooding. This is uh... no, it was, it was. They, I... they they specifically chose some very you know the the really high following uh, accounts. There was Apple was was one of them as well. Elon Musk, Bill, Bill uh, Gates was another. Bill Gates, yeah. So um, you know, and and they're yeah. all like, hey, we're only doing this for for the next thirty minutes or one hour or something. So it, it it's all the hallmarks Love of it. a classic <clears throat> like phishing scam, like time based, you know, too good to be true. Exactly. Limited time opportunity. Sense of urgency. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have to wonder though, how much they got a hundred thousand. That's a lot of money. But 
how much did they really invest in making this happen? Um, because $100,000, that's like one person's salary for a year, you know, one sort of senior engineer or something like that for, for a year, and how long it took them to get this done, and etc. So it would, I'd be really interested in the economics to see how profitable this particular uh, scam was. So well, is this... Uh, uh, sorry, you go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, I, I was saying it depends on what their objective was. Maybe I mean, some have speculated that the, the actual Bitcoin what was a smokescreen uh, to get everyone investigating that while they were siphoning information out from DMs or things like that. So it, we, we're not really entirely sure how long they've been in there for, what access they have had, and yeah. what they're planning on doing with, all, with data if they have got it um, with it. So there's a lot of unknowns. Uh, maybe it's just for the notoriety. I, I don't know, but um, it's it's one of those really weird ones. You're absolutely right. It doesn't make sense to go through all this trouble. When you could have started World War III, you, you, instead you just make off with 100 grand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mind you, it's probably 100 grand that we know of at the moment. You know, and People are probably still seeing those tweets and still sending stuff. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, maybe they shorted some prices. I don't. I don't know stock prices. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that I, that reminds me of a story um, that I, I was working with a, a, a crisis communications company. I was saying there was this French bank that had their um, uh, their Twitter account broken into. Not not you know Twitter itself, but just their their Twitter account. And the criminals tweeted the fact that they had been breached, and they had. Um, you know, lots, hundreds and thousands and millions of records have been lost, etc. And they're going to report to the, the country's um, equivalent, the ICO, etc. Their share price fell dramatically by, you know, a good sort of 25% or something. Before, um, uh, uh, before they could even create their own response, because they were so unorganized internally, um, that the, the hackers about an hour later said it's okay we were mistaken we weren't breached we're going back to normal etc and the share point the shares rose dramatically in between time <laughs> what had happened however was that the hackers waited for the drop bought the shares at 25% less then artificially raised them back up again through their tweet made 25% on top of the shares all of which during the time the company itself was struggling to put out their own actual press release. Brilliant. Yeah, see, that that is such a fantastic story, and I think in in this whole Twitter hack, um, one thing that really stands out to me is how good Twitter was in their response, their incident response. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Not, so I've not I looked into this. You actually, actually made quite a big deal about this, didn't you, Jeff? I know you were. Um banging this drum about uh, b uh, being impressed with their response, sort of ignoring all the other uh, speculative did, how it happened. Did, did they take our it? security seriously? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you know what? It, they, they were very transparent with yeah. their communication and they were very timely. So if you followed the Twitter support or even Jack's account, but Twitter support, it, it's, within three hours, they went from, we're aware of an incident, <laughs> And it's impacting it. We're investigating and taking steps to, okay, we've locked down certain features. You might be able to do this. You might not be able to do that. Uh, this is how we think they've gotten in. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to lock some accounts down and we're only going to give it back once we're fully happy that we can give it back to them in a secure state. Um, right. so, so it's very reassuring from a user perspective. I think, you know, everyone... Is, is liable to get breached at some point and you know incidents happen and people don't know and no one I think expects you to have all the answers but just no. that transparency and it also demonstrates that they have a structured incident response plan in place I think and they're coordinated uh, internally exactly yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 very true very true excellent that was a good one I like that I like that that was uh, that was this week's Tweet of the Week. Now, if you're quick, Jav, I think you, that you also had another contender, didn't you? Yes, I did. Uh, the, the other contender... Which I thought was where you, what you were going to be doing, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, So the other contender for Tweet of the Week, and this isn't really 
Well, it's it's probably not the tweet. <laughs> uh, that that was the it's it's the uh, what I what I referred to as a human sequel injection. So um, back yeah. back in if you if you cast your mind back to earlier in the year when Tiger King <laughs> was on TV, and oh yes. And you know what? That that feels like one of the most normal parts of 2020 right now. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It seems so oh far away, doesn't it? Like the, uh, globally, oh, everyone most... watched this same series. It was... Yeah. <laughs> so Carol Baskin, so you might remember as the, the bitch that killed her husband, um, <laughs> she does these... Um, you can beat that out, can't you? She does these... Uh, Birth, <laughs> birthday wishes for cash type of deal where someone sends her some cash and uh, she, in response she will read out a personalised birthday or, or greeting message. Not unlike a hey, podcast that if you want to send money to. I was going to say, that, that could be something in this. Whose birthday is Anybody? We know? I don't know? Play the jingle, Tom. Play the jingle. <laughs> oh, oh, hang on. Host Unknown. Sponsored by... Insert Carol name Baskin. here. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to say Big Cat Rescue. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, same thing, isn't it? You know? It is. So um, you'd expect that anyone that when you're sent this kind of thing, you do some sort of background check. You'd validate the input, as they say in technical terms. <laughs> but but she didn't. She was told, oh, we've got this um, birthday coming up. Could you please wish it? And she read it out very sincerely. She said... Happy birthday from all your kids, Rolf Harris. Uh, all the kids you've touched. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. And yeah. I'm, I, I can't wait to hear all the great stories about you and your friend, friend Jimmy Saville, as she pronounced it. <laughs> uh, Holy moly. So I know this, was, uh, this did go viral on Twitter as well, and um, I'm sure you guys will be pleased to know that its origins were actually TikTok. So there's, oh, <laughs> there's an Australian God. comedian called Tom Armstrong who um, he has a bit of a history for doing this with uh, celebrities. Um, he's not really deviated too much out of sort of, you know, local Australia, but I guess you got the Rolf Harris link and then the, the Jimmy Savile link obviously brings it into the UK. Um, so this all comes from an app called Cameo. Uh, and, and Jav, you may be impressed to know there's a couple of ex-wrestlers on there as well who will uh, also... Uh, read out birthday wishes for uh, cash. Send um, me the link, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a jingle. We yeah. should record well, that Well, Joe, I, I was actually looking. Brett Hitman Hart is about $500 uh, if you want him to read out a message. Worth uh, every penny. Worth absolutely. Every penny. We need, a couple, but we need the... two more sponsors. <laughs> two more sponsored episodes and we can get a message from whoever it was you said. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, so Carol Baskin's on there for $199. You can get her to read out a message. Um, but like I said, it's not the first time this comedian's done this. So he did it um, before. He got an, uh, an American 90s soap star uh, from a, a program called Seventh Heaven. Um, and he got her to read out, uh, you know, a message for um, basically one of Australia's most notorious serial killers, um, Ivan Millet, uh, something along the lines of, you know, hey, Ivan, not many people pick up hitchhikers anymore. Um, but, you know, you really helped out the backpacker gang. Um, you know, thank you. We need more people like you in the world. And it's, um, yeah, I mean, celebrities, they, you know, when they're looking at these revenue streams, they're just exposing themselves to, uh, uh, you know, being fooled. Uh, on... Oh, I know that feeling very, very well. <laughs> no, well, exposing yourself. Um, this well, is... <laughs> no, no, no. Just, just not, not doing my due diligence with when it comes to clients. You know? I mean, <laughs> let me put it so I, I, I've, I've one of my client, a lovely client, um, has uh, supplied me with a laptop for a particular piece of work, and uh, <laughs> of course, I just said, yeah, fantastic. And, and you know what turned up? It was a Windows laptop. Oh. For goodness' sake! Oh, oh dear. I know. And is this that job where they've asked you if you could just do a bit of repacking for them? Uh, so you're a bit of a repacking agent. <laughs> yeah, that's where, right. Uh, I, yeah, you're getting lots of I, iPads I get to delivered. Keep one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I get to keep 10% of whatever it is they send to me. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of this uh, Ali G uh, episode where he's talking about uh, raising funds in Africa for kids. And he goes, oh, Reebok have agreed to donate like 10,000 pairs. <laughs> And he goes, they're poor, they're not desperate. Reebok. 
<laughs> and that's how we imagine Tom must have felt when he saw a, a Windows machine show up. <laughs> That's right. I, 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 you know, I, I crossed myself and prayed forgiveness to our Lord and Saviour, Steve Jobs. Um, and then, you know, I thought... Put your gloves on, me. got your PPE. Yeah. yeah, well, the other Steve, Steve Ballmer, must be air-punching the, you know, air-punching himself in the uh, in his grave. So... How did you look at yourself in the Apple mirror? I know, I know. I don't know. Dreadful, dreadful. But uh, in all seriousness, it's a nice piece of kit. I like the look of it, especially now it's got a TL2 security t- sticker on it. That's um, taking the edge off a lot. And the uh, just out of interest, the client just gave you this. Like, do you have to return it? At any no, point? no, no. It's 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 their laptop. Okay, so um, it's on but, an asset but... register somewhere. Yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. But they're in a different country, so <laughs> come and get it, baby. <laughs> No, seriously, if you're listening, Mr. Client, it's lovely. <laughs> please continue giving me work. And, I'll, you know, I will continue to use this laptop while you give me work. No problems at all. <laughs> no, but it's great. It certainly is a small company. It's it saved me, um, you know, a good couple of grand to uh, uh, to be able to do this work, which did require a Windows machine. because it's uh, Hold on, the Windows machine costs two grand. Oh, it's a nice Windows machine. It's not a Dell or an HP or something like that. Wait, hang on a sec, Jeff. That, that's the part you're concerned about. So I just realised Tom said he's going to be doing some testing. <laughs> does does uh, PowerPoint not work the same on a Mac as it does on a Windows machine? Okay, okay. you know what? That was this week's... <laughs> Tweet of the Week. Right, we've moved on. We have now officially moved on. Because my client may be listening. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear me. Dear client, whatever you're paying Tom, we'll do it for half the price and better. (laughs) Oh, will you now? (laughs) Oh, dear. Right, shall we move on? Christ, we're we're, we're halfway through the show and we've done one segment already. So let's speed it up and Yeah, shall we? Okay, let's see. Let's go on to... Billy Big Balls of the Week. Uh, now, this one's me. And although I think it's uh, um, it, it does qualify as a Billy Big Balls because of uh, the, the sheer ego it takes to do something like this, it also um, really pissed me off because it's, it's a scam. Um, and I can see it affecting small businesses, of which I am a part of, um, <clears throat> or, you know, over the coming few months so those you you may or may not know but um as a result of the uh, covid lockdown etc small businesses have been uh, affected quite considerably um the government the uk government initially did a what was called a c bills which was a i can't remember what it stands for coronavirus um business interruption loan wow um and that was only available to certain sized and certain types of companies. And then they did what was called a bounce back loan, uh, the BBLS, bounce back loan scheme, uh, where small companies could uh, have a 100% guaranteed loan from uh, a bank uh, of up to 25% of revenue, which is great. So and I've spent the last two and a half months trying to get hold of one of these. Uh, mine finally came to the other day, which is fabulous it takes all a lot of the stress out now that's the background so let's uh, move forward to um just a couple of days ago actually and a car dealer went on to i think it was linkedin uh and twitter with a little video a uh, little sort of you know selfie videos talking about something that happened to him so he was basically he was contacted by somebody who wanted to buy a, a car he had in stock and this, this, this isn't just a you know, regular second-hand car showroom. This the cars in here are sort of forty, fifty grand, etc. Um, <clears throat> wanted to buy this car, but without viewing it, um, okay. which is a little unusual. Yeah, and I suspect um, the car dealers are wise to this one as well. This is uh, similar to the well, old: you send a check, you know, which uh, then gets withdrawn x many yeah. days later, sort of thing. Yeah, okay. So exactly, I, this, but, the spidey so then, senses you know, were tingling, right? Exactly, exactly. So. You know, he said the price, etc. And said waited for um, waited for the money, uh, and this company was was called uh, something like um, um, BBS Limited, 
Right. Now, what they what they did was they, they phoned up and said, right, we'll buy it. Put it to one side, please. The money will be in your account in a few days. Uh, a few days later, cutting a long story short, lo and behold, the £42,000 was in the account, waiting to be there. So actually there, cash in the account cleared. Um, now, ordinarily, you know, the, if... If the cash is cleared, it's there. It can't be taken out again, yeah. right? But Spidey Sense, as you rightly say, um, was tingling. So they phoned the bank up. It turns out that the funds had come from a bounce-back loan. Now, what the scammer had done was look up, uh, do a little bit of social engineering, both on the owner of the car company and the company itself, taken out a bounce-back loan, through that company, you know, um, pretending to be that company to the tune of £42,000 and put it into the account to pay them, which meant in 12, you know, that basically they were <laughs> they were paying for their own car to be taken. <laughs> uh, and of course, the money went in there as BBLS, um, you know, so it just looks so, you know, it, it was really designed to... Um, you know, to fool even more than just the casual, um, you know, the casual sort of company, the casual, um, you know, salesperson. So, you know, one, you know, hats off to the people for even working this out that you could do this, etc. But two, um, bastards, I, you work so hard for <laughs> to get the bounce back loan in the first place. Yeah. And then somebody comes along and tries to take it away from you right there and then. So yeah. thankfully they got it reversed. They worked out what was going on and all that sort of thing. But yeah, really, really. Um, I mean, I, I, this was almost a rant of the week, but, but uh, yeah, a better rant. Do you know what's so disappointing about this is, um, you know, they would have got away with it if it wasn't for those pesky kids, just to, you know, a, a little bit yeah. sharper on the execution. You know, mm-hmm. visit the showroom. <laughs> you know, actually feign an interest that's in the right. car and just appear yeah. legit. You know, that's oh, it's so close to the, uh... apparently the the only interest the guy showed on the phone in the car was are the tires any good? Uh, <laughs> such a shame! Such a shame! Yeah. So close and yeah. yet so far the, away. The criminal mind. I'm... The criminal mind. I tell you what, we'd be um, we'd be screwed if the criminal mind was a little bit you know yeah. sharper. <laughs> But nonetheless, <laughs> even so, they still, you know, I bet there are, I bet they've got away with this somewhere. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah there's no way this is know. the first time they've done it. This is, uh... yeah. Tom, can you yeah. check? Can you check our bank account? And you know that sponsorship money that came from smashing security allegedly. Oh, oh, crikey! Yeah. Did it come Blimey. from BBL by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was um, something to do with the Billy Big Balls or something. Ah. Like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, that was that was my Billy Big Balls of the week. Do you know what I've really uh, noticed? Uh, and it was since Graham pointed out last week is the gap between <laughs> you uh, doing the lead up and the actual jingle playing. Uh, do you know I? Which is weird. Trying to do that. because yeah. you are controlling. <laughs> When those jingles play. Yeah. I know, but there's always a pause after you press the button, and I'm trying to press it sooner, and it's ne- not quite there. You know, it's so, um, so listeners, Tom is the type of person that, why do something for £5 when you can do it for 500 So he went out and he bought the, the, the actual podcast, like, Equipment and, deck. And, the, and, the little, and the little deck as well, where you can program buttons to it, and you can have all the... Yeah. Uh, the, doesn't work. Yeah, it, it's just <laughs> unbelievable. unbelievable. I had to buy an app for my iPad instead. Unbelievably <laughs> complicated. I know, I know. I'll work it out. I'll get. Hey, it's a learning process, and that's that's what bounce back loans are for, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let, okay. Let me try it again. This is what. Okay, and that was this week's Billy Big Balls of the Week. Uh, as if, you're if saying not, it, yeah. as I'm, you're saying it, don't worry about it overlapping. Just go. The brain will fill it in. The brain will fill what? The, fill the, the listener's gap. brain will understand, even if you cut yourself off with the with the audio track, they will know what you're saying. So even if it starts out and this was and that was this week's, you know, even if you cut it off earlier, the brain will fill in the gap and it will know what you were going to say. 
You're listening to the Host Unknown Podcast. More fun than a security vendor's briefing. You mean like that? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I'm looking at the show notes and before we go into industry <laughs> news, yeah. <laughs> why yeah. haven't I got any news assigned to me? Oh, you haven't, have you? <laughs> um, let me see. Andy, Tom. Oh, well. Andy, Tom. Uh, do you know well, what? Because, I, I like I we... say, we don't normally assign <laughs> news to guests. And also, we didn't know if you were going to turn up again yeah. this week. Oh, oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. you didn't. You know, so actually, that's, why don't we move on to that? Let's move on to this week's... Industry News. Excellent. So, uh, NCSE introduces remote working testing tool for small businesses. Industry news. Rogue JavaScript integrations permit attacking opportunities. Industry news. UK bans deployment of Huawei technology over security fears. Industry news. Media and video companies suffer huge increase in cyber attacks. Industry news. COVID-19 accounted for massive increase in Q1 phishing trends. Industry news. European Court of Justice deems private... Industry news. (laughs) It's all right. The listener's brain will fill it in. And that was this week's... Industry news. (laughs) <laughs> the European Court of Justice deems privacy <laughs> It's important. It's important. Our PA Newswire Stig works hard on these stories. We he should... does. He does. We should. <laughs> thank, thank you, uh, Mr. or Mrs. The Stig. We appreciate yeah. it, really. That, that was quite a veritable feast, uh, quite a veritable buffet. It was six again. Yeah. Six. And we're, we're recording early as well, so it's not like he had an extra yeah. day on it. This is uh, pretty impressive. This is, this is. And, and that last Actually, story is uh, huge if true about the uh, privacy shield. Yeah, yeah, because that was uh, negotiated with the US Department of Commerce between 2015 and 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was, it, was, it was negotiated to remedy the collapse of the safe harbour agreement. <laughs> it happened in 2015, do you remember that? I do remember. There's a lot of businesses that depend on this. Uh, so yeah, be it'll see. be good to see what that means for data sharing with the US. Yeah. Well, what, what, what? How does that play in uh, affect um, corporate binding r- rules? <laughs> corporate. Hey, well, corporate binding rules are your way to get around most of this. Yeah. Effectively. Oh. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm only what, laughing what, because we're, we're talking about it as if we know what we're talking about, and the notes are right in front of us. Well, I used to, I used to work with our chief privacy officer on a lot of this stuff, actually. So. Uh, the corporate binding rules are, are hugely complex, but really important. They'll, they'll take an average company about two or three years at least to put into place. And what it does is actually it means that you don't have to rely on external regulation, such as the privacy shield, in order to carry out your business. You're actually uh, creating a, a, a superset of, of your own um, business rules that ensure you are sharing it in a, in a proper manner. Wow, are you reading that from somewhere? That's very accurate. Yeah, I was no, say, that, that's no. not in the notes. That is. Uh... <laughs> I know, right? No. I know. So, so basically, <clears throat> again, the big businesses, the multinational corporations, they can get away with whatever they want. It's the small person, the ones relying on the bounce back loans, that are going to have to struggle yeah, with this. Absolutely. Or well, but or in my case, I just I just stick it all into um, Microsoft's OneDrive and let their compliance tool sort it. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, what can I say? Anyway, thank you, uh, Mr. or Mrs. The Stig, for that news. It was very, very good. Um, Next time you have a performance review, I think you should mention how actually your news is being syndicated by the internationally renowned Host Unknown. And so does this uh, involve us paying some sort of licensing fee? Because I'm not comfortable with that. Uh, No, of course not. Of course not. Just checking. (laughs) Licensing fee. <laughs> you sound like someone from the nineties who's ripped off a, off a copy of Microsoft Word. <laughs> Trust me, in the nineties, I had absolutely no qualms with uh, being worried yeah. about paying for licenses. <laughs> the best, the best thing in the nineties was the MSDN. 
got yes. that massive <laughs> folder of, of D- CDs and DVDs of everything. Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah. I ran an entire company off that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Andy, yeah. have uh, I, just, just like compared to then or now, um, have you ever paid for a WinRAR license? <laughs> Do you know what? I, well, it's like paying I, for a WinZip license. Yeah, so obviously um, not outside of the corporate world. Uh, obviously in the corporate, it's all paid for. That's fine because it's someone else's money. Um, at home, I am actually uh, pretty licensed these days. Uh, I don't... Well, now, you know, decompression tools are built into every OS, so uh, yeah. you don't need to pay for them anymore. But um, all the other stuff, like things like, you know, my, my office subscription... Um, yeah, it's just a, it's an affordable price. It's a price that I'm happy to pay for uh, the usage that I get out of it. So, um, I, I think you reach a certain age and you think, you know what? I don't fancy going to jail. Wow, well, I don't think they're going to jail you for running for nicking the, some software. Yeah, but I mean, if you remember the old days, everyone had a copy of, you know, people, not even <laughs> graphic design, people who didn't even know how to do stuff. Everyone had a copy of Photoshop with a key gen, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, or, or coral Illustrator, draw. Coral Draw, yeah. Coral yeah, Draw. So, what happened to Coral Draw? It all came on Jurassic, you know, the Jurassic CDs, didn't it? The way. <laughs> yes. Yeah, everyone had a you know a big list of stuff. One person got it. So one person paid for it at a boot fair, and then everyone else just copied that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I remember in the late nineties, I had an Exchange five point five server running at home as my to, for my mail. <laughs> <laughs> it's like overkill much. Yeah. Do you know what I had at the same time? Lotus Notes. Oh, <laughs> that I was a Lotus Notes. ball ache to install and uh, try and use as a mail client. But I was obsessed yeah. with, uh, you know, everything's encrypted. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Lotus Notes is brilliant, actually. Very good. Oh, it's very funky. I, 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 Slow as hell. I, I had to manage. I had to manage a move from Exchange Server to Lotus Notes, and move an entire company's uh, email from one system to the other. Now, normally you go notes to exchange, but because we'd just been acquired by Coopers and Librand, I had to do it the other way. So I think over a, a week period, this is in the 90s again, we moved 750,000 email messages um, from exchange server to uh, uh, Lotus Notes Jeez. and trained everybody on Lotus Notes at the same time. So, yeah, that was a fun, that was the fun times. Fun times. Well, anyway, perhaps we should get Lotus to sponsor it. Do they exist anymore, Lotus? <laughs> I don't know. I know it stands for lots of trouble, usually serious, and that counts for the car and the software. Host unknown. Sponsored by IBM. Insert Hub. name here. Who? IBM, I said, because they acquired, well, they had. Ah, oh, they did. And, yes, and, uh, that's right. And, uh, yeah, I think they, they rebranded it to Domino, was it, or? Oh, that well, was well, Lotus Domino. No, yeah, it was Domino. Originally. That was their final re- release, yeah. wasn't it? The uh, Domino was that version seven or eight, something like that. I can't remember. Anyway, don't... anyway, let's move on. Yeah, stop embarrassing ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> no one's interested. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on to this week's rant of the week. Oh, uh, this one's me. This is. Um... Do you know what? I know I said I'd come up with a rant of the week this week, but I am struggling to get riled up about stuff this week. Um, there's lots of people trying to piss me off, and it's just not working. You know, I know every time I wake up, I look in the mirror, and I know that you know somewhere, somewhere in the world, there is someone also waking up, looking in the mirror, saying that today is the day they're going to try and piss me off. And it's just not working, you know, so I'm actually, uh, I'm doing okay. But this is probably one of my pet peeves, and it's happened to me today. Um, I was at the, uh, or virtually, at the uh, Future of Cybersecurity Conference. Um, and I think, as you know, as I mentioned, Tom, at the uh, just when we uh, spoke, when Jav was elsewhere, uh, you know, when I joined, yeah. we, we spoke briefly. Um, it's, it's a lot easier for people to get hold of you at the moment. You know, because uh, everyone's kind of static, you know, either at home or working from home or just permanently at their desk, you know. And at this uh, virtual conference, obviously, you get these uh, vendors sort of reaching out to you. And this uh, one particular vendor, I think 
it's probably the, the the manner that he approached me as if he's you know selling these sort of magic beans that I'm going to be interested in. Yet he had nothing substantial. There, there was no substance in his conversation with me. And yet you know, I was trying to give him the opportunity to sort of really sell me something, what he was doing. But he couldn't articulate what he was selling, um, you know, throughout this whole thing. So, you know, he actually, he opened the conversation. He was like, hi, Andrew. And uh, this is how I know that, you know, I'm not aware of people or people aren't aware of me, is that I will always fill in <laughs> cool. my full name, Andrew. You know, whenever I register for something... Or, you know, my emails, everything says Andrew. Um, yeah. But if I've spoken with someone or if someone knows to, you know, someone's been referred to me, they will, will call me Andy um, because no one calls me Andrew. <laughs> you know? So it's, uh, straight away, I knew that I don't know this guy. And um, so he says, hi, Andrew. So I imagine your role's somewhat transformed since 2017 uh, with what you do now being considered a business enabler, like as a question and you know so i was like okay well you know the, one this is just like these buzzwords remember like conferences in you know maybe 2015 or 2016 even before you know probably going backwards um you know security as an enabler how to talk to yeah. the board <laughs> you know the same topics that keep coming up over and over again um so, you know, I was like, okay, well, I, I assume that everyone's an enabler. You know, what, what's the, uh, you know, or else what's the purpose? You know, what are you doing? What value are you bringing to the company? What's the difference here? Yeah. And then, you know, trying to get to the point, I'm like, okay, you know, so what is it you do? And he says, well, you know, we bring a cyber centric approach to well known frameworks and tailor questioning and waiting according to the nature of the relationship. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well-known framework. What is it? Like, well, what does this mean? Like, I, I'm still none yeah. the wiser as to what you do, you know. And it's, I mean, you know, old Andy would have probably just cut this guy off and just, you know, walked away. But you know, I was trying to give him the opportunity. You know, I was like, you know, I don't mean to be rude, but you know, what is it you actually do? Um, and anyway, he's trying to convince me that uh, you know he he can offer. Um, you know, he can improve our, our you know, my the M&A program, uh, you know, when I perform due diligence and stuff like that. You Ooh. know, he, he's basically saying, um, you know, one of his sales points was, you know, there's a reason why some major investment houses are using us in their M&A process. And it's the way we apply cyber expertise. And again, I still don't know what he does. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, wait, I'm getting it. Like, what is it? I don't get what's going on. Um, and so, you know, for me, it's a case of, look, you're here, you've got the opportunity, you're speaking with someone. You Actually, because it's a virtual event, you have my name, the company I work for, uh, you know, my position in the organization. Just try and tailor something towards me. You know, don't don't it's tell me. A little you bit do... of background. Exactly. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's a two minute job. You know, any of the uh, I think really decent salespeople, sales execs can do this. Um and, uh, you know, I was very disappointed uh, with this approach. And, uh, you know, I kind of, you know, I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. You know, <laughs> that's <laughs> even worse. <laughs> and it is just because, like, you know, this was your chance. This could have been a, you know, I have actually uh, taken services from vendors that I've met at conferences before. Um, you know, I had a sit down with a guy before, um, you know, he took time to listen to what I was after. And it's like, look, do you know what? We can't do everything, but we can do. You know, we can meet these challenges and this is how we do it. Um, you know, we still have a relationship to this day. And it's like, great. You know, there is value out of this if you're prepared to tally it. But, you know, when you rock up at these events and just broadcast what you do and chuck in like sales taglines or, you know, stuff from the marketing oh, brochure, yeah. it's just a waste yeah. of everyone's time. Um, yeah. yeah, but I'm sure that he's uh, probably, you know, ticked off. Yeah, spoke to this guy at this company, potential lead. Um, and we'll probably end up spamming qualified me qualified lead. Yeah, yeah, phrase, exactly. Right? Goes and into the A, a really... leads. He's a clean <laughs> Gary lead. <laughs> He's a clean Gary. <laughs> yeah, but it, I mean, it's just generally frustrating. It's like, come on, man. You know, that's that's such. There's a... better ways of doing it, right? There oh, is yeah. far better oh, way. Yeah. Yeah. But, I um... mean, what is a cyber centric approach to the, 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 these days? You know what I mean? When you when you're at a security conference. <laughs> And you're talking about how you can make security an enabler. You know, okay. Oh, God, no, we don't want that. Um, 
And also, you know, when you're, <laughs> when you're talking about, uh, you know, sort of cyber security, um, you know, bringing a cyber centric approach to security, that's like, well, do you know what, son? You tick two out of the two boxes I'm looking for. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, uh, also, yeah. what, what, what happened in 2017 that meant your role has transformed? I don't know. Has he looked? Has he looked at LinkedIn and saw that your title changed? Possibly. It's uh, very possible that he, uh, yeah, he saw that. Um... So he did do some background work. He just done the wrong background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. Um, yeah, and he was obsessed with trying to sell me third-party uh, vendor management as well, which is absolutely nothing to do with me whatsoever. Um, so again, that was the case that you know. I think he he thought he was doing some sort of added added yeah. value. You know, he he could upsell me, but uh, you, know. you know, I saw I saw a really good video on third party uh, vendor management this week. But, oh really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you? Oh, that, that's interesting. Do you know, I I had a bit of criticism about that video. Um, the author didn't spell uh, fentanyl right, and um, well, in fact, that was the only criticism. That the thing that I was impressed with was. Uh, was a $2 bill, which I have not seen before. It was very difficult to get hold of. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Where did you get it from, Jeff? A, a college student. She she had a whole bunch of them. She, oh, she was yeah. Like, she was studying <laughs> Working her way through college. <laughs> yeah. Paying her way through college, right? Anyway, anyway let, before we segue <laughs> off... <laughs> Let's not talk about how we acquired it. <laughs> The fact is that it's in my possession lawfully. Um, you know, this is... Uh, Goods and services were exchanged. The the sales uh, exchange, you need to send it to Trisha Howard. And on, on Twitter, she's like Trisha Kicks Sass. Um, and she's got a background in in the, the, the theatre or dramatic arts and what have you. And she started doing these dramatic readings of cold sales emails and oh i saw that today it, yeah. it is i i was just cracking up because she starts off the first email like hey i hope this email finds you well and this and then it's like five days later and then it's like well i guess that email didn't reach you but i'm just here <laughs> and then yeah. it's like to the final email well you know if you ever want to do this then get in touch <laughs> it's it's uh, really well done <laughs> I mean, I, I have to say that sales and cold calling and, you know, cold contacts and all that sort of thing, hardest thing in the world. Yeah. But one of the best people I, I know who does this, uh, a woman called uh, Trudy Palmer. Um, in fact, I talked about Trudy uh, a few weeks back on LinkedIn. What she does is just talk to people like human beings and then just happens to throw in what she, you know, what the company is she's representing does etc um she's one of the most well-connected people i know on linkedin everybody she knows everybody um but all she does is just chat and try and have a good time with people um rather than cold call and and sell if you see what you, I mean. you know and, uh, and okay so i'll just play a bit of devil's advocate there and 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 that's absolutely great i think everyone understands that that's a, a fantastic approach but when you look at a lot of these companies, uh, tech companies, security companies, um, when they, they hire a sales team and they've got a marketing team, and it's a standard template that every one of these companies uses. And when you're yeah. there, you're told you need to get, your your target is a million in sales a month or something like that. And, yeah. and here are the leads that marketing has got. Here are the A, B and C grade leads. This is everyone we scanned at the conference we last went to. Let's do this, and 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 then they're forced <laughs> GDPR like compliant list. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a battery farm, and and you know the problem is that because a lot of these companies are are backed by VC funding, so they have to show certain amount of movement or growth, and this is a formula that just seems to work. Everyone hates it, but it kind of works, so st they stick to it. So but it kind of doesn't. We're constantly talking about this this kind of you know poor sales technique, etc. You know, and I think you know as you say, you get given this box of inverted commas qualified leads, when actually they're not at all. Um, and in fact, what, what, one of the things that um, Trudy was telling me that she does is you know she she keeps going you know round the horn with a lot of these people in the sense that you know she's because she sort of effectively freelances as a cold caller for companies. 
um, because she's got a good network and she's you know she's very comfortable cold calling and very comfortable chatting to people. So she might be talking to somebody you know about company A who may not be interested, but she then knows next time when she's up working for company B, she can call that person back and they'll know who she is and what she's doing and, you know, why she's calling and all that sort of thing. And it, and so it builds up into a really powerful network of people that she can, you know, call up on rather than here's a bunch of badges that we scanned. But as you say, that, that's, uh, that, that's someone that does their homework and, uh, you know, has a good, yeah, oh, good network. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, exactly yeah. the type of person I like working with. Yeah, yeah. You'd like Trudy. You should have a chat with her. I have no idea what she's selling at the moment. <laughs> as long as it's not TL two security testing yeah, services, say, then we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, Andy, come on. You know I could bring a cyber centric approach and some well framework and tailored questioning and waiting according to the nature of the relationship to your business. Come on, man. Oh dear. Oh, anyway, that was this week's. Rant of the week. So we're drawing to a close. I think we've just, just got time for a little people. Um, as we said at the beginning, Jav, you, you failed to produce. So Andy and I, we did a little digging. And, you say um, we have time. You are looking at the same timer as me, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to be quick. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not leaving this one out. We've not had a little oh, for a long time. So yeah, anyway, so uh, we 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 did a little digging and um, look at and, and we came up with this. Uh, sorry, hang on. We're going to be doing this properly. Hang on. So we did a little digging and we came up. We with need this. little people. The little people. Well, you know, security is a big field. It's covers a lot of aspects a bit like medicine you know you have your heart surgeons your brain surgeons your opticians your, your the ones that look, do your blood work your, your gps and everything and you know security i see is similar you have your pen testers you have your defenders you have your architects you have your your risk managers you have your CSOs, you have you know all sorts of people that 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 all play their part in in a certain way well i'll say it all play their part then i say almost because then you have people like Tom and Andy who, for the life of me, I've no idea what role they play in this all. I think they've just been to enough security conferences over the year that they just picked up some lingo. They know when to scratch their chin thoughtfully and say, hmm, well, it depends. Or they know how to drop in the word risk into everything or, you know, well, that's your threat model, not mine, which is just the technical way of saying let's agree to disagree and if you if you just throw that around enough and if you're like fat and bald and old enough then people just i don't know i guess they seem to believe that you know what you're doing and i think that's what them two have done they pulled the wall over the eyes of the industry for a very very long time i mean don't get me wrong they're they're nice enough people i, I like hanging out with them if you want to prank someone by taking their phone, taking some selfies and handing it back to them. Um, you know, that's all good and well, but yeah, security, they, they have absolutely zero clue. I mean, this podcast is so much hard work. I have to educate them on every single point before every single episode. And well, to put it bluntly, it's, hey, you're not recording this, you son of a so, Jav, I don't agree with the third point. Um, I think that was a, a very good summary. That was great. Um, and gonna, thank you very much for that. And we can wrap up the show now. <laughs> really? Really? Are you going to tell us that was one of those deep fake audios or something? <laughs> no. So I, I, I think we need, to re we, we need to review your contract, young man. <laughs> yeah, you're not invited back, Jav. <laughs> no. No, exactly. You can take my podcast from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> well, actually, I, I sorry, I take that back. I mean, you jokers, because last week, actually, Graham said I sounded like a miserable sod on this. So I've got to try to be more optimistic <laughs> and upbeat now. Uh, but do, anyway, do you know what I did like? Just uh, as we wrap up, what I did like was uh, last week when uh, Carol said, uh, you know, so what do you guys do to wrap up? And then she kind of saved the show with a professional 
ending story. <laughs> and there's us. Yeah. We're like, oh, we just wrap up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just say, thank you, Jav. <laughs> thank you, Jav. You're welcome. Thank you, Andy. Stay secure, my friends. Stay oh, secure, my the, friends. The, the, the... <laughs> Host Unknown, the podcast, was written, performed, and produced by Andrew Agnes, Javad Malik, and Tom Langford. Copyright 2015, or something like that. Insert legal agreements here as applicable and binding in your country of residence. We thank you. So that's a two dollar bill. Uh, like seriously, when you say college, uh, uh, got it from someone, a college student. What I was thinking was um, somebody come get her. She's dancing like a stripper. Hey, somebody come get her. She's dancing like a stripper. Hey. <laughs> was it that kind of environment where you picked it up? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take the fifth on this if I were you. I'll wait until the recording stops. (laughs) Just like a...